Hello, my name is Scott Bradley, and this is Scott Scott Podcast, and I'm joined by John James. John James, how are we? I'm fine, how are you? I'm very well. So, two fantastic wins for Scotland. Yep. Beating Lithuania 3 0 and beating Malta 2 0. And over both games, I thought we played quite well, so we did. And I said in the pod uh, last week that I thought Scotland was going to get beat by Lithuania, but I was proved wrong, which I'm happy to be proved wrong. So, uh, what do you make of uh, the both of the games? I was very impressed with was. Job done. Job done, that's, that's what it, it was. <laughs> yep. Keep, keep the dream alive. That's, that's all we can ask for. Yeah, exactly. And sh- on it, I thought striking over both games got his system and team selection spot on. And the four two three one system we played over both games, and I was really impressed with the tempo. Um, and we just were we're quite clinical in front of goal as well. well and we, at times we posed like both those teams a lot of threat. So we did. And but do you agree? I I think we could have been a bit more clinical against Malta. I don't think there was much threat against them. I think the the Lithuania game were clinical. I think there was a lot of good there was a lot of good goals against them. I think if you're picking apart the game against Malta other than it being job done yeah. we would have wanted a lot more goals because obviously we've won two international games and we still somehow moved down a spot in the in the group yeah see in the, the Malta game I thought we like as soon as we got the second goal we kind of took the foot off the gas the players knew it was like okay job done now and of course like we had a game on Friday and we're playing on a Monday so and ha- we had to like travel back from Lithuania as well so but who would you say really stood out over the, the course of the, both the games I thought Armstrong, of course, I, I in my think, opinion, was fantastic. I think, I think both, over both teams, I think uh, Andrew Robertson stood out. I think he was probably our best player for the that, Oh, he was great as well. Previous games, I think. Scores the wonder goal against Lithuania and doesn't put a foot wrong against Malta. So, I think, I think he's the player of those two games. Mm. I think Armstrong's done what, what we've has been accustomed to seeing from him now. Griffiths done a job as well. Griffiths was playing up front, played the lone striker role, and done what we expect from him as well. Like we've been we said it ages ago about him being. He's like our Gareth Bale, isn't he? He's Scotland's. He's Scotland's Gareth Bale. He's not. He's, he's he might not be technically the best. Obviously, we've got players like Armstrong who are probably technically better. But if we're in a rut, Griffiths is our guy to get us out of that rut. Griffiths is. He's the he's finished against Malta. You seen that finish was just. It was just a simple finish. It's just his reaction. Keeper save. I think the keeper save onto the post, or did he just save it? Yeah, I think it came off the post. Uh, it might. It was yeah. just. It's just that reaction. That that quick tap in the back of the net. That's what we need. We need a striker that puts himself in that position. So great instinct. So uh, that's put, what he does. Uh, Griffiths. Puts, the striker puts the ball in the back of the net, especially at international level, is what we need. And we didn't have that for however long because Gordon Strachan seemingly refused to play him. Yeah, it took him a while to get in that Scotland team. I don't know why. It was a ball with the mind, and then obviously uh, striking would like before would start Fletcher or Chris Martin up top, and you're just looking at it like why? It makes no sense. We've got a guy like Lee Griffiths buying in goals left, right, and centre. How can he not get in the Scotland team? But now he's uh, he's going to be in the Scotland team uh, like full time now, mm-hmm. of course, because it was like, those two goals against England cemented his place in the Scotland squad. Uh, uh... I think the the only other thing other than the standard complaints about probably that there isn't enough youth in that Scotland in that Scotland side is that other than that we can't really pick anything apart. From no, the, we can't. It was the uh, two, from the the two fixtures there because that's the first time Scotland have won a double header in two years. So in two years, two uh, two in two. No, do you know what? I think it was no actually I think that was the first time Scotland won a double header since I might be wrong in this. I think two thousand and seven. That campaign, the Euro 2008 qualifier campaign, I might be wrong on this, but I think 
think I, I think I actually am right about this. That was the last time Scotland actually won a double header. Uh, for, since 2007 so yeah we should have won a double header early in the campaign when we played we started the campaign with Malta and then played a few yeah. weeks after it yeah but obviously we can we'll look at obviously the argument is people can say that Lithuania game that we drop points is going to be the game that costs us our place but realistically now the games that are going to cost us our place is if we don't beat Slovakia and Slovenia those two are the big mm-hmm. ones yeah I was just about to come on to that those two are massive so they are I'm, I'm, I, I say yeah, if Scotland fans are not Full of optimism. Quite rightly so. Been let down so many times. I would rather be in a situation where it's up to nobody else but Scotland now to qualify. Scotland now know that we need to beat Slovakia at home, and we know we need to beat Slovenia away. And if we do that, we'll be there. We'll be in that playoff, and we then our futures in our own hands again. I don't want to be in a situation where other teams control our fate. Our, our fate. Sorry. And that's what would have happened if we didn't win one of these games. But now we're in a situation where if we qualify, we've done it on our own power. Mm. Yeah, it's going it's to be two really massive games. And we're all talking about this off-pod, right? If we make the playoffs, right, we're and we're all optimistic, yes, here we go, then we get drawn against... It, like we're doing, The draw's happening, it's like, Scotland will play. Italy. It's, 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 it's confirmed we're getting Italy. <laughs> we're getting Italy. If, if Italy don't take top spot off of Spain, which I don't see happening anyway... We're getting Italy. It's Scotland's gonna be if Scotland do it, we're getting Italy. Hundred percent, it's Italy. Don't don't even want to think about. And then we're talking about off pod as well. Like you can imagine the first leg we get beat three 0 then we take them back to Hamden. Then it's three 0 right? Extra time here we go. It's free each aggregate, right? Then next thing, next thing you know, right? Last minute extra time, boom! At least score. Scotland go out. It's a free kick. They hit the post. It hits the other post, and then it goes in slightly over the line. That's what's going to happen. The most Scotland way, isn't but it? <laughs> I wouldn't get. I wouldn't honestly. We're not getting Northern Ireland. <coughs> we're, not, we're not getting the Republic of Ireland or Wales. We're getting Italy. We're not. If we do it, we're getting Italy. No, we're not. Nobody else. That's who we're getting. But. Uh, <coughs> of course I'd much rather be in the playoff game I'd much rather be there than not than yeah of course because I was saying the last the last podcast I was not feeling optimistic at all I'm still not feeling optimistic but I'm happy won those two games and the next two games against Slovenia and Slovakia are absolute must win if we, if we win one of these games and draw the other it's still I don't, that will not be enough we can need you, to win these can like, you two games. The absolute fever pitch that would grab Scottish football if Scotland go out and not, not even like, say see if we beat Slovakia. Right, say we go out and beat Slovakia. Could you imagine the absolute fever pitch that would grip Scottish football if it was then all resting on that Slovenia game and that was it. That was all that stood between us and potentially making the World Cup for the first time in however long. Since now, because when's the last time we were in the World Cup? God knows how long we were last time we were in the World Cup, but last time we were in a major tournament was 1998, and me and you were both one. <laughs> so, we were, so, really, this will be our fir- the first time in our lifetime where we will see Scotland qualify for a major tournament, and it'll be, it'll, honestly, it'll be surreal. In an ideal world, what you want is Scotland to go out and absolutely hammer Slovakia and just make a point. If we went out and we beat Slovakia, see if we beat Slovakia in the same way they beat us. And we beat them 3-0 at Hamden. What a statement that would be going into that final game against Slovenia. However, I don't see it happen live because we're talking about Scotland. So if we're going to beat Slovakia, it'll probably be a 94th minute winner. And it'll be the most scrappiest goal you've ever seen. We'll take it anyway. Yeah. But I'm, 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 I'm confident, I think, that we could beat Slovakia. And I think we ha- we've already proven we can beat Slovenia. 
it's a case of can we do it away? See when Slovakia beat us three now, what actually happened that night? Like that was just a collection of horrible team selection, horrible kit, and just uh, just a horrible game. It was it wasn't a free. I don't think it was a free no game. I think some of the goals were easily preventable, and a lot of the goals I think if I remember right was actually one of the controversial goals of that game was Scotland should have had a penalty, and then Slovakia went up the pitch and scored. And I believe, if, if I remember rightly also, it was a clear-cut penalty, and it should have been a penalty. And it, I don't know if it was 2 at that point, it was 2-0 or it was 1-0, but I'm pretty sure that goal played a, a huge part mm-hmm. in Slovakia then going on and taking it. Then we played Slovakia, I think it was the, then we played uh, Slovenia, and then we were just moments away from going out. Scotland fans just knew, right, if we don't like get a goal here, it's done, game's up. Then Chris Martin, of all people, uh, came up with a winner. If... If Scotland do make it to this playoff and then potentially make the World Cup, that goal is I mean, even with the amount of hate that Chris Martin gets, that goal has to be looked back on. That is what resurrected us and the, it's inspired us on to reach that the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And then obviously we reached the England game, England game, we could have won that, we've been over that. That's that was a tough one, but that's a point that obviously teams like Slovakia didn't get. Slovenia have Slovenia got a point against them. I'm sure I, well, you were saying that. I think they got a point mm-hmm. in Slovenia. Was it Slovenia? I think. Um. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So Slovenia, when we when when we play Slovakia, Slovenia are playing England. So if we beat Slovakia and England beat uh, Slovenia, that also confirms England are going to hundred percent. They're going to they're going to be in the World Cup. Yeah, I think like when the group was drawn, everyone just knew, right, England going to finish first, then it's Scotland, I think, for the, that uh, playoff spot. Uh, but that, 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 if, that, if that's the way that, that pans out, that does us a, a huge favour. Obviously, that still leaves us having to beat Slovenia. However, I'd much rather be going into that on, I think it's 17 points would be on if that was how it panned out. I'd much rather be on 17 points. I had uh, Slovenia by three, I believe, mm-hmm. and Slovakia by one or two but it's, it's just comes down to the last two games so. yeah I know exactly it's it's going to be very intriguing to say the least and so the poten- we're talking about Cello, the potential teams that we can get in the playoff like you get, you think we can get teams like Switzerland so, um, Denmark Portugal Switzerland I think though, I, I, if I remember right looking at that group I think Switzerland are going to top that group I think, oh, they, yeah. I think there's two games left for everyone yeah, Switz- two games left. I think Switz- Switzerland are on 24 points and Portugal are on 21. So, I, I think they do have to play each other. I think they two still have to play each other. So, obviously, it works out that way. But it will probably be... In that group, it's definitely going to be Switzerland or Portugal. Right now, you're looking at... It's probably going to be Portugal that might be in the playoff. So, that's fun as well. <laughs> so, we might get Italy or Portugal. Uh, and I think there's a, there's a load of other teams that aren't easy. Yeah, I think it would be great though if all the British countries made it to the World Cup. I think that would be nice to see because see, obviously in Euro 2016, all the British countries were there, bar Scotland. We're just left here. I, I think I'm going to make a prediction. I think we're not going to... I don't think Wales or Ireland. One of them is definitely not going because they're obviously in the same group and the only way that they do, they, they'll reach that is if someone topples Serbia. Serbia, yeah, Ireland are playing Serbia right now. Yep. So obviously that that's how... See how that plays out, but if Ireland win, I believe Ireland go top of that group, and Wales are playing Moldova, and I think if they if they win, it takes them to I think within one point of Serbia, so it's there's potential for both of them to be there, but obviously Serbia are top right now, so they hold on cards, but realistically I think you'll probably still have one missing, and hopefully it's not Scotland this this time. <laughs> Do you think uh, just say we don't qualify, right? Do you think Strachan will resign or get sacked? Do you think that will be him done? 
I think he's so. had two campaigns, and I think if you fail two campaigns, then you how can you realistically stay on Scotland manager? Unless uh, I want him to go. Uh, if he doesn't go, then I don't. I don't want him to be Scotland manager. I mean, that's very known that I don't like striking as this. Uh, same with me as well. Yeah. Uh, if he loses the playoff, though, if if do you not think there's a bit of a risk that if he loses that playoff, that will get him a bit of a reprieve that he nearly got us there, but he got us further than what we've been. Yeah, it's, yeah, because he because which it, is worrying because. I know it's still failing. Yeah, because see the SFA, they're so, as we've said before, they're so out of touch, right? Just say we made say it. How, I, they're incompetent, so. Yeah, they're, they're not <laughs> good. They're, they're very poor. They're very poor at their jobs, right? So just say we made the playoff final, uh, the playoffs, sorry, we make the playoffs, and then we just go out by, like, just say we get out of Italy or whatever, then we go out. And then the SFA will be looking at it and saying, oh, we, we came close, so we'll give Strachan, uh, we'll keep uh, Strachan in charge for the next campaign. But I think Strachan knows, right, if he doesn't, if he fails to get Scotland to qualify here, he'll resign. I think he will be. I think he will resign. Uh, it's, if, if Strachan can take us to the World Cup, then there is clear progression. Then we can see how far Scotland have came. However, if we don't, how far have we really came? We've just became... We've, we've went from being the nearly men in 2006 for the campaign, the campaign Walter Smith and Alex McLeish, to then the Levine era, where we were nowhere near it, and all we did was come full circle and end up as the nearly men again. Yeah. That's not what you want. If you're coming full circle, we want to qualify. But obviously, does that mean Strachan stays? Because Strachan um, is not... Strachan is 100% not even if we qualify. If we qualify, he's wanting, he's going to want to lead us to that World Cup. He's... I, I, I don't hate him, but you know he's got an ego. And you know oh, yeah. for a fact he wants to lead the Scotland into that camp. Who would it? No, who would uh, Exactly, who would you? Like, you see if uh, we qualified and Strachan's a guy to take us into the World Cup, then I would say, right, he got us to qualify for it. He got, that he got us to qualify for our first major tournament since 1998. Let him do it. He deserves it then, right? Do I still want to be Scotland manager? No, I the still don't want to be Scotland manager. But you would deserve it. The argument you make it then is, after that, does he resign? Yeah, I think he would be. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think he would. The counter to that he would make is... I've led Scotland to one campaign, I can do it with the Euros now. Even though I wouldn't even agree that I think Scotland need a new fresh manager and new, new ideas. Yeah. And whether that's a young Scottish, not even a, not even necessarily a young Scottish manager, just a, a younger Scottish manager, or even, as I said, within the, the England, the Scotland England podcast, a foreign manager, because it's worked with countries like Iceland, so would that work with Scotland? Didn't work with Bertie Volk, but it's a different time now. So yeah, even look at England as well. It didn't work with England. Spinier and Eriksson, mm-hmm. uh, Fabio Capello didn't work, but it'll be it'll be something different though. But the guy needs to be a like, have a like a proven track record. He does because Bertie Volk when we got him in, it was just I mean, you look at his CV. It doesn't really stand out. Okay, this guy's the man to take us forward, and it just turned out to be an absolute disastrous appointment. Who would you say has been the worst Scotland manager? Uh, in the, the last I don't know decade or so I think in my opinion we need to be Levine I think you were saying Betty Volks yeah. but that's too easy to point the finger at him but Levine how many how many campaigns do you know uh, Betty Volks had how many did he have I think um, was I'm not sure one or two I think he had the same amount as uh, Levine mm-hmm. but Levine just oh, international management tends to be the same if you fail horrendously in two campaigns then it tends to be yeah like see like Levine no I mean just look at he was just so so poor. On paper, Levine should have worked though. Like that's that's where people were baffled as well as to why he went from being he went from being he's done the United side or he's done the United side was well organised. They were clinical, and everyone thought, hold on, he's gonna go, he's he's gonna turn Scotland into this well organised clinical outfit, and 
we weren't well organised. We played four six against Czech Republic. Four six zero, yeah. And we weren't we weren't organised, and we still conceded goals, and we weren't scoring goals, and we were relying on ninety fourth minute winners against Liechtenstein. So yeah, see, ever since McLeish left, it's just been a downward downward spiral. Because right after he left, we got George Burnley in. That didn't work. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> that didn't work. And then after that, we went and got. That's when Levine came in. But when you look at Levine, though, when it's even when we appointed him at the time, I was like. Why are we appointing Craig Levine? Like, he, he done, okay, he's done a he done a solid job at Dun United, but does that merit him being the Scotland manager? I didn't think so at the time, and obviously it turned out to be a disaster. Well, I said I said to you, I've said before one of the issues was the Scotland job is people should be thinking of the Scotland job is that is the elite job. If you're Scottish, when who you want to at one point you want to manage Scotland, that's not the case right now though. Really, the case is you want to manage in the Premier League. People are seeing people are seeing that a Premier League job is bigger than the Scotland job, and that's not how it should be. I don't think you should ever. And as a manager, maybe as a fan, I can understand fans picking club over country. But if you are a manager, I think managing your country should be the biggest honour. Same with being a player. If you get told, if you get, if you get called up, you play. If you get the opportunity to manage, you manage your country, and. I don't think that's the case for a lot of people. And who would realistic? What manager would you say is at at that level that would take a Scotland job over a, a, a job in the Premier League? I would probably say oh, throw it out here. I would say maybe, I think David Moyes would. I think David Moyes <laughs> would honestly only because he's been there, done that. Someone did not work out, and I'm sure he's actually came out and said I'm not too sure that he would actually take on the Scotland job. And like, see if Strachan was to go, I think the SFA that that would be the SFA's number one target. Would David that Moyes. be progressive though? I I think the problem we have in Scottish football is that we are looking to these old, well experienced managers. Tried and tested, and, and that's what Strachan is. And going after Moyes is pretty much just the same. It's more of the same. It will be the same. It will be the same squads. Moyes doesn't know the youth. Moyes doesn't know these young talents that are coming through in Scotland. And it's not like Moyes plays great football, does he? What's not like it really matters, but... It's, as, I, as I was saying to you, and I, think, I don't even think it's controversial, this group of players that Scotland have and could pick is technically the best, the best footballers that we've had for a number, a number of years. Technically gifted footballers who can play football if, we, if they're allowed to express themselves in that way. But instead, they're putting a... They're put in a box and they're told, right, we want you to be structured, we want you to be... Which is fine if you're telling your defence that, but see when the midfield, like Armstrong, you want your you want the, you want want him to be told, do what you want, just play, brown sits, you be adventurous. <laughs> but we're putting them in a box and we're, 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 they're playing within themselves. I think we need a manager that I can't name, I can't name any off the top of my head that would bring out that, but... Alex Neal? Alex knows a shout. I said that before. I think I said that before before he got the Preston job. Mm-hmm. But I just don't. Uh, he's not going to leave Preston. I mean, he's just joined. Are you sure? He's, he's just joined them. I know he's just joined, but to say like to say it, Scotland I mean, come calling, he's like I think he would. It, I think it, he would go. It depends on it's a it's a catch it's a it's a catch situation there though because if he does good enough at Preston, they're in the championship, aren't they? Preston in the championship. Yes. If he does good enough in the championship, he could realistically take him into the Premier League. And then it comes about, would he leave the team he's just taken out of the Premier League to take up the Scotland job? Hmm. It's, uh, you don't know. And But if he doesn't do good enough at Preston and say it doesn't work out, Scotland shouldn't go for him because he's clearly not, re- I don't, he's not ready for that yet. But mm-hmm. There's a lot of managers, like you could argue, even if you'd thrown out there, obviously I wouldn't want it to happen because I'd be selfish, but a manager like... Derek McInnes. Derek McInnes. 
I think Derek McKinnon, that's a good, that's a good shout actually, because I think we spoke about that in the Scotland England pod. D- Derek McKinnon would be a great shout, because uh, his like style of football would fit into the, this uh, this calibre of players we've got. It's yeah. counter attacking when you need it. It's attacking, he plays at a high tempo as well. Attacking when you need it. He presses high, and that <laughs> realistically, if McInnes, if you're telling me McInnes is going, I would rather he went to Scotland so that I could still technically have a bit of McInnes. So the. I think it would work, obviously, I'd, but at the same time, I don't think that the SFA would think, oh, this Aberdeen manager should be now managing the... I think the SFA would be looking for the biggest name, and I think that Moy, as you said... I, I think Mitz, I, sorry, Moyes fits that uh, profile. And I still, oh, again, I also don't think it's controversial today, that I think Derek McInnes would do a better job than what David Moyes would, because Derek McInnes is more in touch with the talent that's in Scotland, and... Moyes isn't Moyes, Moyes is. I think Moyes is, see David Moyes confidence it's been completely shot ever since he got the sack from Man United because he left he got the sack we also said that didn't work got the sack Sunderland was a absolute mess it was a disaster okay. even though the club behind the scenes wasn't great but still didn't do it he'd done a horrible job who is it that, oh, I forgot his name it's Michael Michael something that manages Northern Ireland uh, Michael O'Neill Michael O'Neill he isn't the, he isn't the biggest name oh, he wouldn't leave Northern Ireland no, no, I'm, not, I'm not saying to take the Scotland job I'm saying that Northern Ireland went down the route of not taking the biggest name yeah. but someone that knows Northern Irish football and knows what strategy to play to work, to play to their strengths and look, look what they've done they've just sealed their playoff spot they're, yeah, exactly. they're, they're going to be in that they're going to be in that playoff spot and they took it Northern Ireland to a major tournament as well and that's that's them I just mean if you're looking for the next Scotland manager we might not actually have to look as far as what people think they do yeah. I mean, there's a lot of talented managers if you're willing to look for them, but the SFA are just looking for the biggest name. Yeah, and uh, going back to the World Tournament earlier on, about how international football is not seen as it once was, because mm. look at it, you see players retiring at like early age from international football. Wayne Rooney, just recently, um, remember Chris Commons did as well, Scott Brown retired, then he's now out of retirement. It's a whole list of names that are, like of players that just retire from international football because they don't see it as an attractive thing as it once was. And you hear players all the time <laughs> saying, Oh, I care about cl- uh, I care about uh, club football more than I do international football. Like Jamie Carragher wrote a wee, a wee piece on it saying, like if England if he like was playing a team where England lost right, like, uh, if they lost a, a game, he'll be like he'll be annoyed. But see, but Liverpool if he lost a game in Liverpool, he'll be he'll be eating away at him. For, he'll be eating away at him for days. That's what I mean, and it's not even just players anymore though. Like. I'll, I'll even be honest, I'll, I'll be honest because I, I, I became disillusioned with the the national squad because it's just not, it's not appealing. No, it's not. It's it's not appealing because it's not been, the pricing of the games, well, you're not enticing fans to want to watch Scotland by charging £36 for a ticket to watch Scotland versus Malta. Yeah. And the advertising for that was, well, that, that this was emotional, this is crucial, They were, I think that's what they were saying. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's so crucial, why are you pricing fans out of coming to watch this? Fans don't want to pay £36 to come and watch whatever, what, 100-something ranked Malta versus yeah. a Scotland squad that they're already not happy with the squad selection. And as you've seen uh, last night, all the empty seats in the Malta game, 26, so many, yeah. 26,000 fans. That's, that's a joke, isn't it? And see, even for the England game, right, I know it's a big game against England, right, but I think they were charging £50 for a ticket. They're ca- all they're doing is cashing in fans. They don't actually care about the fans. I know, I know. I, yeah, it's obscene. The uh, like as you were saying about Jamie Carragher, it's even just it's more it's just it's the fans as well as the players. If 
for example, I don't I don't know about you, but if I would have lost, uh, if I would have lost in a game against Celtic Rangers, Hearts, Hibs, that would annoy me more than watching Scotland lose to England. I'm the and, exact same, and that's and it's the same. It's the same for a lot more players now than what it is for the for the national team, and that's. I'm not saying you shouldn't care about losing this, but if you're paid to play for a club, you should be giving your all for that club. But what I'm saying is, if you're playing for your national team, that's your top, that's your flag on that top. You should not want to lose. In there's that not flag. enough uh, emotional attachment towards, like, see, when like, there's no real proper emotional attachment to like players have towards the national team, even with fans as well. I'll say it now, I see when it comes to Rangers in Scotland, Rangers all day long, and you'll be the same with Aberdeen Scotland as well. Like Rangers all day long, Rangers over Scotland any day. But it's just like when we're watching the uh, Scotland play, I was watching it on Friday, then we scored I'm like, yeah, like that's it. It's like no, I, I can see the point is I see when I can understand It's not the same, I'm just see, see when Scotland scored against England. I still went nuts. I still went nuts when Scotland scored against England. But I think it's more I expected to beat Lithuania and expected to beat Malta. So I think the way that the, the SFA were thinking Scotland fans are going to flock to this game because it, we, we came off the back of we drew England and we now need to win these games. Like they're Malta. trying to market that as if we beat England. That's what they're trying to market it as. Is playing, playing Malta and Lithuania, we don't. Scotland fans are not. Ex, they're not. We, we might not be the best, but we expect to beat these teams. So. It's not like <laughs> it's not like we are talking, we're not like expecting or oh, Scotland need to perform. Like Scotland could play at sixty percent of their best and should be able to beat Malta at least. Maybe a bit more for Lithuania, but it's it's obviously international football is not what it used to be. No, it's not. It's not. It's Slovakia, Slovakia, Slovenia. The best way for these games is this this, tr- this crucial game at Hamden. If they sensibly price it, they'll get a huge backing at Hamden for Slovakia because that game is important. That's see that game right there. That's how you get fans to fall back in love with Scottish, the Scottish national team. Is if they can, if you can pack Camden and they can deliver, and we're teetering on the edge of getting that playoff spot. And then all it is is we go. To, we we need to go to Slovenia, and you'll get a huge backing in Slovenia as well. You'll have fans will go to that. The Scotland fans travel well. Yeah. So if we can get a huge backing at Hamden, sensibly priced game, even fifteen pound a ticket, fifteen pound for an adult, whatever. That's that was very reasonable. Right, fifteen pound for a, for an adult, ten pound for a concession or whatever. Now you're gonna make a lot more. I, I, I'm not, my maths isn't the greatest, but I'm sure you'd make more money at a sellout Hamden at that price than half empty Hamden when you're being extortionate. And you'd you'd feel a lot more connected if the, yeah. you see when you're playing in a soulless empty Hamden. Do you think the players like that? Oh. <laughs> Aye. But if you have a packed stadium, you saw what a, you saw what a packed stadium done against England, in comparison to having the stadium against Malta. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's like the, the SFA definitely need to like price their tickets much better than what they're doing right now. It is it's not. Stuart Regan on, was on Twitter arguing with a fan. Oh, that guy's a joke. <laughs> Stuart Regan is an absolute joke. The so fan was producing evidence that he paid thirty six pound for the ticket, and he, the, uh, Stuart Regan was trying to say that the ticket pricing was a uh, twenty pound a ticket. And the fan is producing the fan is producing <laughs> visual evidence sending him a photo of this ticket that said thirty six pound and he's like, Are you denying this? <laughs> and Stuart Regan's still arguing. It's like that that is what's wrong. That his see that whole mentality that no, we're right, you're wrong. That's what's wrong with Scottish yeah, football. I know, I know. Like how has Stuart Regan managed to hold a job in Scottish football for as long as he has? 
Like, it, it boggles my, my mind. It's the same with uh, Neil Doncaster as well. It, it just, it, it's beggar's belief. It really does. Yeah, but it's like International Week. I don't know about you, John James. See when an International Week is over and we're back to domestic football. It's the best feeling. Because it, when, see when the International Week comes up, we're like, oh, here we go. But I admit it's better when Scotland have just won their two games. I feel a bit better going it. See if Scotland had lost their two games. I'd be like, right, come on, SPFL back. But now that we've won it, I'm kind of like, right, okay, now I can bounce into the the league again and be happy that we've won or two games that we're expected to win. Yeah, but yeah, it's two, Slovakia, Slovenia, two massive, massive games, so they are. And so let's give me your prediction for the, the, the two big games <laughs> the next time we play them. I predict that we're going to play Slovenia and we're still going to have something to play for, so I think we're going to beat Slovakia. I think we're going <coughs> to I think Scotland are going to deliver and I think we're going to win 2-0 Do you know what I think? I think Scotland will bottle it and we'll draw 1-1 with uh, Slovakia then we'll play Slovenia and we'll win 2-0 I, I mean I mean I'm ever the optimist so I think we're going to beat Slovakia and I think we're going to beat Slovenia as well. yeah, You're much more <laughs> optimistic than me mate when it comes to Scotland that's I for think, sure I think we'll beat Slovakia 2-0 and I think we'll beat Slovenia 1-0 and I think it'll be one of those 1-0 games and then Scotland are realising, hold on, we're making it here and then just park the bus. And then, of course, as I've said, we're getting Italy, so. <laughs> I know, just, just that luck. So I think that we'll move on to domestic football, uh, so we will. And let's get the fixture list up. I uh, can't wait for it. Dundee at home this weekend. Oh, Dundee and <coughs> uh, Aberdeen are away at Hearts. Aberdeen and Hearts, so that's going to be a big Mudfoot. game. That's going to be a big game, that. Craig Levine's uh, first Levine's game back. Debut. First game, first game back in management oh. and against Aberdeen, it's his, gonna be, it's gonna be tough. His debut against, <coughs> his debut against an Aberdeen side that have got four wins from four. So, <coughs> apologies, uh, my throat is absolutely killing me. Um, what, yeah, we'll, we'll start with the Friday night game. Friday night. Hamilton hosted Celtic. Hamilton Celtic. Yep. Uh, <laughs> High flying Hamilton against the recently dropped point Celtic. Uh, I think Celtic be wanting to make a statement because yeah. <laughs> uh, the drop points I hope to St Johnson they'll be wanting to pick up the three points in convincing fashion. I'm gonna go with a three 0 Celtic win. Oh, I can see Celtic absolutely demolishing Hamilton. <laughs> imagine <laughs> Hamilton beat. <gasps> see what? Oh my God! Can you imagine Hamilton beat them? And oh, oh Jesus! That's why Martin Cannon be like. Shh, I'm gonna go shh. for an absolute annihilation. Hamilton no Celtic. Five. Oh, five Celtic ripping them apart. But see, honestly, they'll see if Hamilton done it. Cannon will be silencing all his doubters. That's what we're doing. I can imagine right after the game, we're doing this to the crowd. Like, shh. I think we actually have a full. Yeah, we have a full card of Scottish football on Saturday. I'm buzzing. The domestic football's full, back. Full card of Scottish football on Saturday. Uh, so Hearts Hearts Aberdeen at Murrayfield oh aye you signed uh, Dominic Ball uh, yeah. so he's dead oh, uh, I don't know much about him but. Uh, yeah I, obviously um, Dominic Ball played the Rangers in the Championship uh, I was really impressed by Dominic Ball um, I was gutted we didn't get him uh, for like when we got promoted he went to Rotherham instead but Dominic Ball uh, was uh, a good player he can play holding mid and defence and in my opinion see when we beat Celtic in the Scottish Cup semi-final I thought he was our best player really a lot of people disagree with me uh, about that but I thought Dominic Ball was outstanding uh, in that semi-final and he was a great player for us I was really impressed with him so uh, John James has uh, got a good player on your hands there so, uh, well, so he's there well uh, one came in and one came one went out and we got a wait for this Exeter paid a club record transfer fee to take Jaden Stockwell off our hands is that undisclosed? oh it was about 8k <laughs> 8k? about 8 
80,000. I thought you said 8k and I'm like, what? <laughs> I think the record transfer fee before that was something like 55,000. But see the fact that I wouldn't have managed to, not only sign to stop the James Dolly for free, we've moved them on for a profit. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy and we've got and we've got a defensive, we've got some defensive covering off the back of that. So. Mate, honestly, I think Dominic Ball should be, like he. I think he should go straight into that Aberdeen team. I, I don't know if he'll go straight in because obviously I think what we're trying, I think McInnes is trying to keep O'Connor and Reynolds and Reynolds signed a new deal as well so obviously he's valued and we also have Arneson on the bench as well so yeah, you might even get Donald Bell might end up playing centre defensive mid for us so we don't even know if he's going to play centre oh, you've got a good sign in there John James so what's the next one? Uh, what, score prediction first? oh score prediction sorry uh, yeah I'm going to go with uh, well it's actually quite interesting I think it's game of the weekend I'll go with uh, I don't know I'll probably do you know what I'm going to go with? Aberdeen will drop points for the first time this season. I'm going to go a uh, a one each. I can I can see Hearts being well organised. Yeah. I can see them being well organised, but I can see inevitably Aberdeen will get a break. I think we're going to win one 0 I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a very tightly contested game. I'm going to go one each. Uh, Mull host Kelly. Oh. I don't see it getting any better from. Come on. <laughs> I know, they're just in quite a rut right now. Um, Mullow have been on form. Mullow have got two, two wins in a row now. Mm-hmm. So they've, they've found their feet. I'm um, going to go... Uh, and Louis Moult never left, so... Exactly, I know. I'll go 2-1. Uh, 2-1 uh, Mullowell. I can see Mullow lost Ben Hennigan actually as well, so... Oh yeah. Oh, see before we like go in the next game, I would be thinking Jamie Walker. Uh, what do you make about uh, Jamie Walker's centre hearts? I don't... Rangers' fault. Rangers are mucking about with the, the fees. No, the but then again, like, why pay over £1 million for a no, guy no, that is in his last no, year's contract? Apparently it wasn't £1 million. Apparently Hearts were willing to negotiate with the fee, but Rangers weren't willing to give them the fee all at once. Like, Hearts were apparently saying, give us the fee all at once and you can have them. And then Rangers were like, we'll give you it in three instalments. And Hearts were like, no. And then we're like, we'll give you it in two instalments. And like, no. And it was like, oh no, two instalments. And like, no, we'll give you two instalments and a player. And I was like, no. As I read something about that, they were, they were, uh, I think they were having negotiations about uh, maybe like money, like let like, be money involved, and there'll be like a player swap as well. Apparently, Hearts, I, we, I think we're going to give them Dodo, I think it, it was. was. Apparently, between uh, Joe Dodo, uh, Holt, and oh, someone, Holt and Bates. It's apparently between them. Bates? Apparently, I don't know if it was loan deals, I don't know if it was permanent or whatever, but it was apparently between them three. Uh, but yeah, I think Joe Dudu would have made like sense because he went to Charlton. From what I'm hearing, the Hearts Hearts were willing to play like play ball, and Rangers were being funny with the the payments, and Hearts were just simply saying, "No, we get you, we want it all, or you don't get them." Oh, you know where uh, Joe uh, Dudu scored on the weekend? Uh, I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, back to Mullow Kelly. I think Kelly Mullow win two 0 uh, I'm uh, going two one uh, Mullow and. No doubt what will be a fun game, Rangers v Dundee. Oh, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, I'll Dundee registered on the first points of the season against Hibs. Point oh, yeah. Of the season. Exactly. Um, uh, I think it'll be quite a... It's Dundee, of course, are no slouches. So it'll be, I think it'll be quite a Dundee difficult game. Dundee game I'll go for... I think Rangers will get the points. I'm going to say Rangers will win 2-1. A 2-1 Rangers win. I don't see, I don't see that being... I don't see it being a game for the purists, so no. I think Rangers, I'll probably agree with Rangers 2-1, but 
I think if Rangers aren't careful, Dundee can easily. Yeah, they're no slouches, eh? We've said before in the, pod, in the podcast, in the, Dundee in the final third, they've got talent, they can score goals and cause uh, defensive problems. I think for, as I said, for the first time in I think a few years, I think a lot of teams have, a lot of teams do have players that can hurt you, and a lot of teams have a bit of quality. The only team I'd say that now that the season's started and we've seen them a bit, I think Kelly are the team that I'm more worried about, that they might not have that cutting edge that everyone else has. But uh, Ross County Park at Fizzle? Eh... Uh, and has a draw written all over it. I'm gonna go ah, uh, no no. I'm gonna back Partick Thistle to get their first point of the season or points of the season, and I think they might edge Ross County two one. Yes, the county have lost the last two games, haven't they? Uh, Am I right? County well, they lost to Rangers. Uh, yeah, they lost to Rangers and they lost to I think it was Motherwell. Oh uh, no, they lost the last three because they lost. Last three. To, they, they lost to us. They lost to. No, Motherwell, yeah. Yeah, and they also lost to us. Yeah, so they lost to Motherwell in the Cup, then they lost to Aberdeen, and then they lost to Motherwell, and then they lost to Rangers, so they've got four. Four yeah. losses in the round. Uh, so I think Partick might get the first point, because Partick aren't a bad side. Partick scored three goals against Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, St. Johnson Hibs. St. Johnson Hibs? Oof. That's another good game. That's an interesting game. Some decent games this weekend. Um, St. Johnson Hibs. Do you know what I'm going to go with? I am going to go with a uh, 2-1 St. Johnson win. That's what I'm going with. And Neil Lennon will come out and lambast <laughs> the Hibs players uh, after the game. But yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. A uh, 2-1 uh, St. Johnson win and they'll continue their unbeaten run. I actually think that Hibs are going to draw again. I think it's going to be a draw. I think that it's going to be a good draw though. I don't think it's going to be a boring one. I think it's going to be two each. Two each, both teams scoring. And then Lennon coming out and saying his usual... Hibs gave away their their weekly goal to yeah. or weekly goals and then Tommy Wright will come out and say that he's pr- incredibly proud of his boys for the effort they've put in that's it and, and then we'll praise Tommy Wright next week in the podcast like we do every week <laughs> yeah but that's a thing we quick one here the way, we'll, the way we'll praise him for that is St Johnson will be 2-0 down going into the last 5 minutes and then he'll make a, he'll make a sub and then no, that sub will end up scoring 2 goals so. yeah <laughs> no, a wee quick one here see if Neil Lennon continues to lambast his players and criticise them publicly the way he does do you think he's running the risk of him potentially losing the dressing room? I don't think he's being as harsh as what he can be. I mean, I mean, in his defence, the one the the game against Dundee, he did also give his boys credit, saying most other weeks Hibs would have won that game, but and if they didn't come up against Scott Bain. Maybe in the semi final, but uh, last season where he just beat them, yeah. and then he just absolutely slaughtered them right after the game. So he did. Lennon's used to winning, obviously when he yeah, when, when he was when and when it comes to Scottish football anyway, because he's. He's managed and played for Celtic, so yeah, he's got that winning mentality. He's got, he's yeah. got that. The, it's Hibs, a bit high standard. Hibs, obviously, Hibs. I'm not saying Hibs are, aren't a team that should be looking to win most weeks, but obviously he needs to install that into them. Like he can't just magically turn up and then Hibs are going to suddenly feel like they can win every game. He needs to bring that out of these players, and I think that's what he's trying to do. I think he's trying to make his players angry when they're not winning, and then obviously trying to. Engage in that attitude rather than. And remember last it. season uh, with Jason Cummings, uh, he left Cummings out of the team for a while because he wasn't impressed with his attitude. He was thinking, oh, Cummings thinks he's, he's a scared, big star. He's not scared to make a, a big decision, so. Yeah, I know. Uh, are we going to championship? Yeah. I go to we championship. championship. Uh, Breaking against a poor Falkirk side. Falkirk are struggling. Falkirk are struggling right now. I've been seeing people talking about Peter Houston. Oh, Houston out. Wanting them out. Falkirk fans not impressed. Not impressed. At Who all. did we get in though? Maybe I'll return for Stephen Presley. Presley, Hartley. 
Mm, does Hartley? I don't know. I don't think Hartley would take that job. I think Hartley would see that as a, I'd see that as a chance to win the championship again. So. Um, and they've got a decent squad. So. Falkirk Brecon. I'm going to go with uh, a Falkirk um, win a win. I'm going to go with Falkirk to draw and continue oh. their bad start to the season. Oh. And Falkirk won Brecon won. Uh, Dundee United uh, host Dumbarton. St Mirren beat them in the last game, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, what was the score again? It was 3 0. St Mirren, right, I'm going on record saying it now. St Mirren are going to win the championship, I'm saying it now. Jack Ross is working absolute wonders right there. I'm saying St Mirren will I'm win sure the St. championship. St Mirren had a slow start to the season, though. But, not a, not but considering where they came from last season, I'm going to say St Mirren won the championship. Um, uh, so, what was it, St Mirren and... No, it's Dundee Oh, Dundee Wright, sorry. Dundee Wright and Dumbarton. Um, I'm going to go and with... Paradise. 2-0, Dundee Wright and 1. Yeah, I'm going to go 2-0. 2-0 <coughs> as well. Uh, Livingston, Queen of the South. Um, b- 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 Queen of the South going well. I'll probably say 2-1, uh, Queen of the South win. I'll go 3-1. 3-1, Queen of the South. That should be a decent game. Morton, Dunfermline. Morton, Dunfermline. Dunfermline, uh, high. I'll probably say uh, one each. Uh, I will more Dunfermline, Dunfermline to win that game 2-0. Uh, Dunfermline sitting top of the league right now, so uh-huh. I can see them continuing that. Uh, St Mirren host Inverness. St Mirren Inverness. Well, that's going to be quite a decent game, that. I'll probably go with a uh, 2-1 St Mirren. Oh, for two each draw. Oh. Two each draw, and that would leave St. Mirren, depending on how results went, yeah. sitting in the top four. Yeah, so Sat that's uh, all the games. Yep. So I think that's uh, it from uh, us guys. So uh, take care, guys, and we will see you soon.